A park is a green island in seated sea of cement. It's like a soap bubble that encloses in its transparency the lives of trees, animals and people that there, in that limited part of the world, spend or spent their lives. The park is a hushed universe, the noises of the outside can't compete with those of the inside. Outside noises have no impact on the silence that reigns in the inside. It's a silence that has its own precise rules. The cheerful play of children, dogs barking and talking to each other in their own way, the chattering of women and men looking for a quick evasion from duties and boredom. In this bubble that from time to time takes the colors of the rainbow, stories are born, the rhythm of everyday life changes, and we get to know ourselves a little bit better, just enough to continue to survive. We fall in love, we lose and look for each other, until the bubble, fragile and ephemeral, bursts. The roar is deafening, it's the roar of everyday life, of cars spitting smoke, of the houses in which secret resentments breed, of offices, of the streets full of absent-minded passers-by, of shops that sell worthless junk. It's the noise, a dramatic noise sometimes, of the everyday war. The only hope, go back inside, immediately, or soon at least, to lose ourselves again in moments of authentic wonder, dogs barking, women and men exchanging glances, children chasing each other for no reason. In the limited space of a park we feel protected. We can hope to escape the chaos and nothingness that as merciless dictators lead our lives. We run with headphones and sportswear to pursue, well, we don't really know what. And sitting on a wrought iron or wooden bench, we rummage in our bag or in our jacket to find a book. A little book. Its pages or the knotted wires of the ear sets tell us a story. A story about a park. And suddenly, the ones talking, reading, running or playing, all of them will feel a presence. A black-dressed woman, a young witch, and a house that is visible but doesn't exist. Souls of those who in the instant of their death have decided to keep on living in the limited time and space of a park beyond its borders, the metropolis. You're listening to Vivi Podcast, Stories of Here and Beyond. Parco Sempione, Simplon Park in English, is the green lung of Milan, Italy, and its people, the Milanesi. They take refuge here to find some oxygen, perhaps in the illusion that the trees will give them back some fresh air. Here, they hope to catch their breath from the incessant activities of the restless city. It was created with this purpose, to give a recreation area to the people of Milan, 
In the late 19th century, the architect Emilio Lemagna was entrusted with the planning of an area that could somehow resemble an English park. Trees, bushes, long avenues and stretches of water in a romantic and ruffled harmony. Today, the park is a symbol of the culture and the art of the city, with the Triennale, a design and art museum housed in the Palazzo dell'Arte, the Arena Civica, a multi-purpose stadium, the iron panoramic tower Torre Branca, and the Civic Aquarium, the third oldest in Europe, built in 1906 on the occasion of the World's Fair Milan International. On its ground, today trampled by joggers, tourists, workers and parents with strollers, eras and events have passed, marking the history of the city. As an old garden, Simplon Park has been watching over the city of Milan for centuries. Since always, even when it didn't look like a park. The area where it's located, a very large space which once was outside the city walls, was in fact in ancient times a graveyard. And if places have a memory, the memory of our park remembers well the old cemetery buried under thick layers of soil and rocks and the shadows that still wander around in silence and that from time to time appear to few, maybe lucky, chosen ones. It's a winter night of the late 19th century, a damp and foggy night. Alvisio, a young Milanese, is walking home after an evening with friends. To reach his home, he must go through Simplon Park, deserted at the time of night. The dark and thick mist makes it difficult to see, but where the sight can't reach, the other senses are heightened and come to help. The rustling of the leaves under the shoes, the ragged tree trunks that it touches, finding its way in the dark, and then a scent. Alvisio's nostrils flare in the cold air, and breath after breath, he's finally able to give a name to that scent. Violet. Weird for winter night. Some of you probably know that the perfume of the violet in its blossom is sweet and seductive. But when the flower is about to wilt, its fragrance becomes a nauseating smell, putrid, rotten, the smell of death. At the exact moment that Alvisio realizes the scent is both irresistible and unpleasant, he sees a woman by his side. She's dressed in black, and she takes his arm without him being able to object. Slender and elegant, with a long dark lace dress, a veil covering her face. The young man is spellbound by the beauty of the mysterious girl, who starts walking with him along the park's avenues. The two talk and laugh and joke, until Alvisio sees a house in the distance beautiful villa. The lady is leading him there. The lights from the windows are enough for the man to see that the mansion is draped in mourning. In the main room, the candlelights and the dismal decorations are the background of a passionate intercourse between the two. 
a music never heard before accompanies every single caress of that night. At dawn, Alvisio finds himself alone in one of the park avenues, the one that led to the macabre villa draped in mourning. He went back, running, until he reached breathless that place that he remembers so vividly. No trace of the house, like it never existed. The next day, the young man tells his friends the amazing adventure he lived the night before, and he finds out he's not the only one to have encountered the woman and walked to the door of that mysterious house. A friend reveals that he could not resist the temptation of lifting the veil that covered her face, a face that he was so convinced had to be so beautiful, and that he had never been the same since then. Instead of a beautiful woman, he saw a female skull with the eyes still vivid in their sockets. The face of death. Legend says that those who try to lift with their hand the veil from the woman's face have gone mad. If it is a legend. Many voices told the same story with the same disturbing details. Even today, some say that on the corner of Via Paleocapa, the place historically haunted by the lady, it happens, especially at night time, to feel like you are being followed. Quick and light steps, the rustling of a floor-length dress, a presence behind, a scent inebriating and nauseating at the same time, maybe her. She will take your arm and she will lead you in that non-existent house that many have been looking for, but have never found. We don't know the identity of the mysterious lady in black, something she might have been an aristocrat who had died in tragic circumstances. But there is another ghost that still wanders around the park and we know who she was and the dramatic events that led to her death. Isabella da Lampugnano, executed on March 11, 1519, in Piazza d'Armi, behind the Sforza Castle, where capital punishments were carried out, often after terrible tortures were inflicted to the condemned. It was the 16th century. The witch hunt was raging, and the woman was accused of witchcraft and of eating infants and she was sent to the stake. According to other sources, she instead died during the tortures that she endured. Voices, just voices, that tell that to this day Isabella roams among the park avenues, stealing strollers from the moms walking in there. She's not an evil ghost, however. The witch, according to the legend, has fun taunting passers-by. She would kidnap children, but give them back to the parents straight away. Whether the gothic ghosts of Simplon Park are truth or legend, we will never know for sure. But you, who walk in the park at night, do not underestimate that intoxicating violet scent, especially if you smell it in a winter night, 
when the flowers still haven't started peeping out between the grass blades. Maybe you're not alone. And behind a tree, you could see a piece of a black dress that mingles with the darkness. The darkness that like a curtain of black silk falls on the park at night. The time when the spirits wake up and in their endless wandering, sometimes meet those who grope in the dark, looking for something that in the daylight we're unable to find.